Yo, yo, this is DJ and Seth, and you're listening to Theme Music to a Podcast. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Everybody sit your bitch ass down and listen to true motherfucking story told by Kendrick Lamont Rosecrans, your bitch. Chilling, packing, living, telling people <laughs> that I'm moving. <laughs> packing like guns? Oh, okay. That kind of packing. Nah. Yeah, well, I mean, I need, to fi- yeah, I need to figure out what to do with those. <laughs> yeah. I need to get me some of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I was listening to that uh, Royce and Lupe podcast, and they had the dude. Um, oh, man. I'm terrible. I'm sorry. I forgot his name. Yeah. He was talking about... Um, gun advocacy and it's like how are you going to outsource your own safety and protection yeah <laughs> that's the bottom line <laughs> yeah no you're right yeah. you're yeah. definitely right that was a good episode right. y'all should check that yeah. out um yeah if anyone gets a chance that look and words episode with um i forgot his name but it's like one of the second to last ones so yeah it's called guns so it's called guns easy to find i'm not uh i ain't got nothing heavy you know just enough to Spit off some gun bars in case you had to like. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to drop a mixtape tomorrow, you yeah. know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. Um, nah. What are you? Uh, what are you listening to this week? Uh, I mean the same, just kind of stuff. But the thing that stood out to me this week is uh, actually this morning. Um, my wife put on a like a, I think she said like a jazz something playlist. I don't know something chill. Okay. This Adrian Adrian Young song came on and and uh, that shit was real tight. It's called "Dying on the Run." Okay, man, Dying yeah. on the Run. What, it was what real, is, real good. What kind of music is it? Like, what does it sound like? Sort of. It's just like it's kind of like a uh, it's jazz fusion. I don't know. I don't I don't like to call stuff like this uh, a genre, honestly. Okay. But it's in. It feels like uh, I, I, when I think of Adrian Young, I think of a lot of real soulful, like kind of. Um, more soul than jazz, but soulful jazz. But this is a little more, sounds a little more experimental. All right. And a little more like modern than a lot of his other stuff. It you. makes a lot of stuff kind of dusty sounding, if you will. I feel and, you. and I, again, that's a compliment. Like, no, no, so, I know, you know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this sounds almost like a Flying Lotus thing or a Thundercat thing. Oh, okay. It's real cool. Um, right. It's that, Let me see, let's see what the album's called again, real quick. So I don't butcher it. But um, shouts out to Adrian Young. It's called, the album's called. The American Negro. Okay. Yeah. And I'm gonna check it that out. I'm gonna add that to my list. Oh, it came out this year. Yeah. Yeah. I'll add that to my You'll list. Like I didn't um I didn't get to the Absol project, but um oh, I'm definitely gonna oh. I'm gonna add this to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> but um No, I, I understand man. There's twenty six tracks on this one. It's a lot. I haven't listened to all of it. Um I don't even know exactly when it came out. It came out this year, so it's yeah. not that much of this year, so I'm not that far behind. But it was tight. Right. Cover. Cool. You can yeah. see that real quick. I yeah. have seen that cover. All right. But shouts out to Adrian Young. Cool. What about yourself? Uh, this week I ran through, um, I went back on like a Ninth Wonder sort of, uh, you know, went back to my Ninth Wonder playlist. Um, mm-hmm. The song that kind of stood out was Band Practice, Ninth, Ninth yeah. Fonte and Median. Okay. Um, yeah, really good song. Uh, it was off of the Wonder Years album. Um I really love that album, but uh, yeah, it's great. 
this had like a little breakdown at the end where Fonte was sort of like he had some he had some notes that were real dope. So <laughs> it's crazy to think like uh, how well he can sing and rap, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not I don't know how <clears throat> it's crazy, but it's it's just I don't think when you hear him rap, you would expect him to sing the way he does. You know, uh, I say the same thing about Royce. Royce can sing. So I don't know if you listen to the Book of Ryan, um, but on the song uh, "Cocaine." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the other song where he's kind of going through—I forget the name of it. I think it's called "Power." Yeah, it's mm-hmm. called "Power." Uh, mm-hmm. And he's going through this this story of like you know Thanksgiving and how his dad was like you know kind of like abuse and all that type of stuff, right? But at mm-hmm. the end, he hits these these riffs and these notes. He smashed it. He absolutely bodied it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I he, need to run that back. He really killed it. And then if you pay attention to some of the slaughterhouse, like um, some of the the hooks over there on slaughterhouse, like he, he's yeah, that that's what I think of. And even on the prime stuff, he yeah. do he do, he'll do some hooks and it sounds cool. But I haven't heard him really like it, it go like out. The, and maybe I just didn't think of it when it happened with the book run because I listened to it for sure, but I didn't like run it back over and over and over. So maybe I just need to give that. Yeah. I've been meaning to go back through his. Uh, his repertoire anyway so listen to power that. specifically just just run that through okay and yeah once you get to the end of it that's nuts yeah, <laughs> he yeah. bodied that yeah yeah um but yeah that's it for me ninth wonder uh kind of went on a ninth wonder little run uh over the week a little bit so nice nice yeah man um shouts out to royce man i love that guy <laughs> yeah me too i hope he wins that grammy i forgot who else is up for it but i think Gibbs and Nas and yeah. Electronica. It's we, a rough one. We, we, <laughs> we talked, talked about, about that. This. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. I just, um, <laughs> lately I've been on more of an appreciation for Royce. Like, I kind of hope he gets this. I'm not going to be mad if he gets it by any means because I'm a big fan. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. He, he might not be my top pick. Yeah. I don't think he needs it as much either. No. The nod is good. Yeah, the nod is good. Um, yeah. I feel like the Grammy, here, okay, this is going to be not a hot take, but it'll be an interesting thing. I feel like they. Like if you haven't given it to Nas at this point, he he's done so much without it. Who cares? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think somebody who Gibbs don't need it either. This isn't to say he needs it, but it's more validation for him at this point in his career. Because at this point, mm-hmm. giving it to Nas is like y'all done messed that up eighty million times already. Oh, or Royce. Gosh. I feel the same way about Royce. You know. Okay. Anyway, so I put them in the same kind of like category on that. Like I, I it's not going to change. As much for them, I don't mm. think, as it would for, for Gibbs, as he's okay. trying to really build still, you know. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, shout out to Royce. Shout out to Royce, to Five Nights. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we got in the name of news this week? Name of news. There's a couple things. Um, happy birthday, Tyler the Creator. I hey. think it was last week sometime. Timberland. Happy birthday to Timberland. It was Timbo. Timberland's birthday, yep. Uh, he's lasers. Timberland's been killing it on Instagram lately. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but he's been. I don't think I follow him though. He's been dropping a bunch of clips of just mm. audio, just, okay, just beats, just random beats and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sound pretty good. He's he's definitely he's <laughs> definitely still in shape. He, yeah, definitely. I don't know. I don't think that would ever stop. <laughs> I don't me think it would either. But he, <laughs> there's there's in shape and there's like I could drop it right now if you want. Like that's kind of yeah. That's kinda yeah. What it I think, yeah, maybe we're due for a nice, you know, lengthy Timbaland project. Something. <laughs> yeah, something. Whole, whole thing. Not just a song on this album, a song on that album. Like, go ahead and executive produce something and yeah. 
He getting that versus money though. He um <laughs> before that very first versus with him and Swiss Beats, mm-hmm. and he was kind of previewing some stuff because Swiss was late. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, boy, yeah. boy, boy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was nuts. I saved that one. But cool, yeah. Happy birthday, Tyler. Happy birthday, Timbo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lasers turned ten. Happy birthday, lasers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um. It doesn't seem like it's been ten years, and then it does seem like it's been ten years. Mm-hmm. If you think yeah. of everything he's gotten into after lasers, I guess four albums after that at least, right? Yeah, yeah. Food and Liquor Two, uh, Tetsuo and Youth, Drogas Light, Drogas Wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Underappreciated album in my opinion. Yeah. Not not boom bap. Not. I think it. If you look at the whole body of work, it's a nice addition. Mm-hmm. That's it, my opinion. It, it, it has its place there. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And there's some great songs on there. There was a um, there was a list I saw. I don't remember who wrote it. I was super excited though um, mm-hmm. for the best bass guitarists, and they had you know a lot. And I know it's not an exhaustive list. They had a lot of people on there that you know should be on there. Okay. And I was super excited they had Thundercat on there. I was like, yeah. Yeah, he's nice, man. Oh, he's super nice. (laughs) He's nicer than nice, man. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's super nice. Um, I haven't I haven't really you know dug into this list. I should have, and I think I'm going to afterwards because it's all old people. Nah, it says under forty though. No, he's the only one under forty on the list. Everybody else is like you know from the seventies, sixties, eighties. I don't think there's anybody even from the nineties on there. Was it a? I could um, be wrong about that, but. Was it a sequential list? Like, was it an order of something? Did they I don't rank them? So, oh, okay. nah, nah. It was just like here's, if it did, he was high on the list too. He was like three or four. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. But they that's, were talking that's a good about look, you know, there's a lot of bass yeah. artists out there. Hell yeah, hell yeah, and and some classic bass artists too, mm-hmm. right? From different eras. Okay. Put, put him up there with them. I'm glad they they gave him that little nod, even though it's you know. I don't know, even know what the publication was, but it's yeah. a good look, I think. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. What else we got? Did you listen to the Drake EP? I did. Scary yeah. Hours. Yeah, I did. Uh, Thoughts? He's, 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 he's a rapping. He's a rapping on there. Um, <laughs> I liked, um, I think out of everything that dropped, it was like two or three songs. Um, I definitely liked the, uh, what the heck was it? Lemon Pepper Freestyle with him and Ross. Oh, uh, okay. I haven't heard it yet, so I need to yeah. add that to my list right now. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, you know, what's next? See. What's next is the one that's kind of floating around the radio a okay. little bit. If you did happen to catch the radio, but Lemon Pepper Freestyle with Rick Ross, um, sounded real good. I like that one a lot. There's a, uh, you know, it's just Drake kind of being Drake. Um, you know, he's got. He's got a um he's rising in the ranks with his slick talk to me. <laughs> yeah, what do you and, mean? And and I mean expound upon that. You know the you know the <laughs> you know the slick talk that uh that Jay Z sort of not sort of that Jay Z does. Yeah. Right. It's extremely slick. Uh yeah. It's yeah. boss talk, it's rich talk, it's like mm-hmm. he's he's eighty tax brackets above me talk. Um, that's what that's what that's what Drake is uh, that's what Drake's doing and I appreciate it I don't I don't expect your your super rich rapper to have the same problems that I do 
So I don't yeah. want I don't necessarily want to hear you because then it doesn't then it doesn't sound authentic. Like, sure. Don't sure. tell me that you can't get your garage door to open or some bullshit like that. Like <laughs> you got to go in there and get a ladder. Go by the store that makes the garage. <laughs> like like you know what I mean. So I I think uh, so he's just getting real good at that. Even better. Okay. Let me let me not say because yeah. he's already been pretty good at that. But I think he's getting yeah. better at it to the point to where it's like, you know, he's just creating distance um, mm-hmm. between him and that other class that kind of came in at the same time as him, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So well, he's always been a d- special case in that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like uh, it's not it's not the same game per se, right? And this is one of the things about hip hop music is there's not there's not a bunch of uh subgenres, right? Mm-hmm. Like really the subgenres are almost like the regions, but you could have two people from Atlanta that sound completely different. Yeah. You know. Um and so Drake plays in a lot of subgenres for for sure, right? Mm-hmm. He can he'll get rapidly rap in some cases, he'll get real poppy in some cases, to try to get gangster in some cases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Uh but I think I think it, it does a disservice to what he actually does overall. Like to not to compare certain things to things that they shouldn't necessarily be compared to, right? It, yeah. it, it diminishes the value of him and whoever you're comparing him to. You yeah, know? yeah. Like to take something like Hotline Bling and compare it to, uh, you know, uh, Humble by Kendrick Lamar. Like that doesn't make any sense, you know. Right. <laughs> they serve different purposes. Yeah, it's a whole different kind of zone. So. Um, the funny thing about this was Charlamagne was was talking about like oh, the era of Drake is over and he's expected to sell one million and get the top spot on the Hot 100 like the top on, two Drake's, spots Drake. like he's supposed to get the top two spots oh okay yeah yeah which is absolutely yeah. insane Charlamagne's like, nuts Charlamagne's yeah. nuts I don't know what you're talking about sometimes. he makes these he makes these bold statements and he, he makes these he, bold sometimes st- he hopes he's right and he only meant when he's wrong I'm sure but he, this is a swing and a miss bro. <laughs> He he makes these bold <laughs> statements, and I think he tries to um, just kind of get a narrative going. Mm-hmm. That shit ain't gonna work with Drake, man. Yeah, <laughs> I get it's like I get to that he doesn't like, like you're not gonna do. Yeah, it. like I get that he doesn't like Drake, and that's cool. That's fine. Oh, I think they're I think they're cool now. I thought like yeah, I mean, he's just trying to he's trying to be maybe cool real. Jay's. They close to cool, but he's, I think I he still he feels said, way about it. Okay, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I just wonder, like, give it a rest. Yeah. But. At the end of the day, you're, Drake's not going nowhere anytime soon. No. There's no nothing about this that tells me it's slowing down. Yeah. <laughs> he cleaned up the summer and we we're in a pandemic with that uh, damn Nike song. Yeah. Yeah. What was it called again? I forgot, but we remember <laughs> with song Dirk. comes on. Dirk killed it. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Baby. <laughs> so, yeah. Drake EP was good. Check it out. Um, hey, I need to listen to it. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's short, so I won't take too much time. Uh, looks like you got a push album coming. Is that right? I heard. That's what I read. What details do we have of this? Apparently, Kanye and and the Neptunes are the only producers on the album. I like that idea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for that one. I like like that idea. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like Pharrell a lot, and I like the Neptunes a lot. And I'm glad he clarified, like, no, I mean the Neptunes. Because there's there's a subtle difference. Yeah, of course. Cases. Oh yeah, because Chad brings something to the table that's the extra of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'd be nice. Okay. I don't know what to expect from Kanye's production anymore. Honestly, me either. Um, but I would imagine that at the moment Kanye's in a little bit of pain. Yeah. And sure. 
a painful Kanye, and I don't mean to sound like insensitive about it, but um, you know, Kanye in pain is definitely going to elicit some sort of like great music. Yeah. If yeah. I think if I think it's about his outlet. It's one of it's his, his outlets. Outlet, exactly. Yeah. Like if I think yeah. about the last couple times that he's been in some pain that we knew about, eight oh eight and my dark, beautiful twisted fantasy, sheesh. Mm-hmm. We got something yeah. out of that. So Yeah. If I, I can so okay. I say that to say if I had to try to expect anything from Kanye right now, I feel like it would be more extreme. The sound. Mm-hmm. So I think the sound would be more experimental. I feel like it would be more string, more more extreme, more like uh not genre bending, but um, it won't fall into any pocket that we remember. I guess is kind of what I'm what I'm trying to say. Okay. Like, I think his current state right now is going to sort of bring about something else. You know, he's always really good at sort of pushing the envelope, but I think we're gonna get something pushed. Like Kids See Ghost sounded really pushed to me. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I think I think I think some stuff's gonna sound pushed even further than that. Like like you know how Yeezus felt, felt pushed. Like yeah, he was pushing. Yeah. He was pushing the edge on that one. Yeah, so, that's that's my thought. I don't know. I wonder if they're all executive producing this, or if somebody's like masterminding. If Push is masterminding it, that'd be cool. Because if Kanye is masterminding the whole thing, it might sound a certain way. If the Neptunes are masterminding, orchestrating the whole thing, it might sound a different way. If Push is masterminding it and trying to blend the two, that could sound a certain way. So yeah, there's something interesting potentially about the how those things mix together as well yeah um but it really depends on what kanye comes with you know mm-hmm. how 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 and what push accepts from him at this point right people right, right. beats all the time <laughs> yeah um, it's true it, yeah i don't know i mean i haven't honestly listened to the last i didn't listen to jesus is king yeah i, I, gave I, I, gave I wasn't listens. i wasn't much into life of pablo was there one before that too oh yeah After i absolutely pablo? loved pablo so uh, there yeah. was a couple of tracks on there. I listened to it a lot, you know, but yeah, I gave I skipped I skipped a lot. Yeah. Okay. I gave Pablo. Yeah. I I'm, I love that album. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. I love Pablo. That's a good one. <laughs> um, there's there's good songs in there. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, there's a lot of songs that I did not want to listen to. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited for this. I'm excited yeah, for this. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think it's time to hear from Push again. Anyway, so. Oh yeah, overdue for that. Um, next is we got Joel and Royce chopping it up about Slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. They was talking about just their relationship. Um, what was interesting uh, about this to me was like the uh, if he was just you know chopping with Budden, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I'm just wishful thinking. Like, get him, let's get it back together. Let's have at least a song. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> well, I think I think there's a lot of the hip hop community that would love to. Um, Here's some slaughterhouse. Here's some slaughterhouse, man. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we'll see what happens with that. I guess it would sound different, though, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. You would have yeah. to. They're all in different spaces now. Yeah. So you're not gonna get none of them to hop into a tour bus and go across the the, the nation. Not now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't yeah. think so. They're all in better places now than they are when they were before, and they all. Um, probably equally think that they have nothing to prove skill yeah. wise so I, I just can't see them getting back into a grind like that that's that's all mm-hmm. yeah that's cool it's a special moment slaughterhouse yeah. um but it'll be nice to you know be able to as needed touch back on that moment right yeah pull everybody back together drop a track here on somebody's album here and there mm-hmm. 
That'd be dope. So I was just, I was hopeful. Like, ooh. Yeah. Budden last week. Mm-hmm. Joel this week. Let's go. Let's keep hearing from him. <laughs> um, what you got next? So, <laughs> so Fat Joe claims he started recording an album with Biggie and most of it was Tupac disses. Here's the funny thing about this and why I thought this was interesting. is because okay. I think a lot of the stuff that we see nowadays... Um, You'll see interviews, and, and Biggie was like, I don't know what happened with Pac, you know, we was cool. Uh, and that's the side that gets played up a lot, right? Is that not, Biggie wasn't trying to really invest in this beef, you know? Mm-hmm. And he wasn't he wasn't trying to really go at it. He didn't want the beef, but it was brought to him. Okay. But then you hear these stories, and, I mean, everybody heard who shot you. You can say what you want about it. Yeah. Send it an awful log like like a diss, even if it wasn't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. So there's just a side of this. It's like, are we rewriting history? You know, that mm-hmm. Biggie wasn't also an aggressive ish dude. Yeah. In some ways, at least you know. I mean, I'm not obviously not. I'm not saying violent, but like, not letting him get himself get pushed around. You know. And I think that's. I think that's. I think that's true <laughs> for most rappers. Yeah. Anybody that yeah. can put together a verse. I, I think I find it hard to believe that they'll they'll be okay with kind of being pushed around. So yeah, and, and Biggie is battling people in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like he just came out like you know just making nice raps. He was he was battling people and yeah. and making fun of people, you know. And that's part of the game, obviously. And again, it's not to say he was, he was being violent in any way, but there's a there's an antagonism there, an aggression there within the lyrics, right? It's obvious. And watching that documentary, remind, I was thinking about it like, man, he, you know, he was, he wasn't really doing, it, but he was, he was talking shit. And apparently, they have a whole album. Yeah, I believe <laughs> it too. Distance. I believe it too. Yeah, I mean, Fat Joe, right? Like, why would he, you know, say that if there wasn't at least, you know, a large amount of truth to it? So yeah, this was kind of funny. Okay. Um, what we got? Versus sold. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. Versus sold. Um, so versus people hating. Versus sold to <laughs> or it's like a yeah. Triller. It's a Triller. Do you do you know what this is? Mm-hmm. This app. Yeah. I have no idea what this app is. Triller was kind of like the was kind of like a TikTok competitor sort of. Okay. Um, like like many videos like that. Um, mm. I think right before TikTok really came about. Okay. Um, Triller also has been partnering with like um, events, so I think they kind of sponsored that. Uh, um, that that Mike Tyson fight with Roy Jones. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like it's, exhibition. Yeah. Match, so it's definitely things. a platform. Cool. Um, it's a platform where you know the the sale to them makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I find it good to hear that they, um, you know, he sold it and and everybody that participated got equity. Yeah, yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, how how are you mad at this? Like, I think that's if you're cool. gonna sell it. A, they invested so much time into it for free, yep. for free, yep. mind you, just on their own accord, and turned it into something they could make millions of dollars off of. Yep. Any any hate on this is ridiculous, and they're giving equity to people who might not normally get equity from these songs, right? Mm-hmm. Artists get screwed all the time, and finding a way for them to make money. On this, that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, people just be hating on. Well, and people are gonna just find a reason to be mad. Yeah, and I'm gonna call it hate right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's oh, it's a dude from Power, Tariq. 
<laughs> That's who said it, yeah. Sorry, man. Nuts. No shots at you, but come on. No, these are shots. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Um but it's cool though. I'm glad I'm happy for them. Uh Timbaland, Swiss Beats. Yeah. Um and everybody else that, that contributed. I think that's good. Um, mm-hmm. that's good to hear. Yep, yep. Get the bag. And that kind of goes into the next one where Jeezy people are I guess apparently finding fifty out. fifty said this that he did this to move the album. I, I just don't see a problem with that. Yeah, like isn't the point? <laughs> like if I was out there, if I was, when getting, I was about to drop, if I was getting ready to drop an album, and I'm pretty cool with Timberland and Swiss Beats, yeah, throw me in there against somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I would love to see Fifty on a versus. I don't know with who. That was floating around for a while. I think um, they were trying to get him and Ja, but that I don't know. That's no, little, but I also funny. heard, I also heard him in like. Um, Snoop floating around. Uh, um, okay. I heard him and Snoop floating around. I heard him and um, I think Ti had said that he wanted that for a while. That too. was right. Ti was trying yeah. to get him to come out. Yeah, uh, that'd be a good one. That'd be good. I would. I would watch that. I think also um, Game. Mm, I think that'd be a good one. Get, I mean, I guess you could play the songs at fifty or fifties on. But that's that's discrediting what Game did after it is. 50 had been gone for years. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Game did a lot after fifty. He left. did a whole lot after. Yeah, <laughs> but those that's that's got to be part of those twenty. If you got twenty songs, you I I dare you to not pull out some of those. <laughs> some of those but that that would be the beauty of it, though, right? You bring those together, the songs they made together. Yeah, you know, I just don't end. feel like Game and Fifty are trying to bring anything together. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> I don't think so either. That's cool, um, yeah, I'd like to see Fifty do. It. I think that'd be fun because yeah, I think like uh, his his career needs a celebration. I know mm-hmm. it's not over, but yeah, I think totally people forget. Agree. You know, um, he came out swinging. Yeah, I agree. Um, Here's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Hmm. Ocho Cinco. Yeah, I li- you know I but I follow Ocho Cinco so. <laughs> Oh, okay. um, I'm okay. yeah, I'm familiar with all the stuff he's into and everything. So yeah. I don't know what he's been up to. I just saw this article on his headline. I was like, oh, that's interesting. What was, but, that? what yeah, was the article? He, he said uh, Ross and Drake got an album together. That's interesting. And, and they got songs on each other's albums like almost every time. And I can see Ocho Cinco knowing this. I mean, <laughs> okay, <laughs> he spent some time in Miami. Yeah, right. Yeah. And all right, I think he's been. I think I think he's been cool with Ross or something. Yeah, I think in the history, there's been a lot of. I think he has been cool with Ross. Okay. Uh, for a while. Um, you talking about uh, slights and like slick talk? That's a slick talk. That's gonna be an album. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I want to. Never mind. I might even act like I wouldn't want to hear a compilation. I mean, a, a a joint album between Ross and Drake. I would love to hear that. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering. I feel like you could make one. Just yeah. Like a little, yeah. With the songs they got with already. The songs they got together. Pull, just kind of pull, pull twelve. Together. Together, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make a playlist. <laughs> I'd like to hear this though. Yeah, um, yeah. that w- that would be cool. Um, they, I don't think either one of them have like any sort of motivation to do it, but um, I think um, I'm trying, I'm trying to validate like how much stock I put into Ocho Cinco saying that, and I kind of put a little bit of stock in it because I think he's. Oh, I believe it 100. percent I just thought it was interesting that um, yeah, you know they're doing it. It's a random person to sort of come out and say it so yeah yeah not who you'd expect to hear the news from but yeah. yeah i had no i had no doubts that uh 
Okay. Yeah, he said it. All right. All right. That is that is real. Yeah. It was interesting. Um. Cool. What's next? Playboy Cardi talking about MF Doom schooling his engineer on MF Doom. I think there was people that responded to it. It's like, wait, you listen to MF Doom? Like, this is wild because it's like it's 2021. Like, this dude don't make MF Doom music. Does not mean he can't listen to and be inspired by it, right? So, but I'm, I'm trying to think about his generation. How old is Playboy Cardi? No idea. You gonna Google that or you want me to? I'll go ahead. <laughs> but um, either way, right? Like, people well, listen to, like, you know who Marvin Gaye is. Yeah, but we don't come from that sort of, like, um, like we come from a, a research era where, where it's we were more okay to do our homework. Okay, he's twenty four years old. All right, so that so that puts a lot of his his uh, that puts a lot of his audience mm-hmm. in that early twenties to late teens. Yeah, and and so I his his fans might not know that's, yet. I'm I guess that's why I'm feeling like he would get like not a backlash but like criticism from like what do you mean. Uh yeah, what was the backlash? I think it was just like you know, you don't sound nothing like him. Why do you like I think people were hating like Doom fans were like, You don't sound nothing like him. You shouldn't be So that's that's different. So Doom fans yeah. are hating. I think that's what it was. I don't respect that. Yeah, like Doom fans are wild though. Some of us. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's like if it ain't if it if it you know sells a thousand copies it's trash mm-hmm. kind of p- people is what I imagine at least you know because yeah, Doom it. has fans all over the place it's mm-hmm. not just one kind but this is a proof of that you know you could have a, a whole different kind of person a whole different kind of genre he don't have to make that kind of music listen to it you know yeah it's like okay. Waka Flocka like he he don't he don't he the, his favorite rappers are Nas and Jay Z and and you know, Biggie and Ghetto Boys, right? Mm-hmm. He don't he he just makes the kind of music he makes. He doesn't. It's not because he it's his favorite. It's just what what he can do. You know. Yeah. And what he's in what he wants to make, right? It's not. You don't have to make the things just because <laughs> the same thing just because you like it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, I agree. That's not how inspiration works. It's just kind of funny. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. Um. What else? We and got? I put myself in with the Doom fans, by the way, but not. I not put you in there people. too, but I don't not put you into like the crazy ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to make a differentiation there. <laughs> yeah. No, I put you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm in the MF Doom fan, but I'm not I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna criticize somebody for their own personal. Yeah. Like, who cares? <laughs> I don't care. It has no I'll effect listen. on me at all. <laughs> I listen to Doom and Drake and what? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, this one was cool. Uh, the Flatbush Zombies—they got action figures. I wanted to get them, but one of them sold out. So I was like, I don't want one. If I can't get one of them, I don't want the other two. That's pretty cool. But, yeah, it was um, tight. They're based on the um, the uh, three thousand one album. Oh, okay. That cover, which is a dope ass illustration. Yeah, I really like that. Um, when did these drop? I think uh, there's pre-orders up now. Oh, pre-orders. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. If you are interested in any of them, that's not. I think Michi sold out. Mm-hmm. If you're not interested in Michi, go and get the other two. But if you want all three, then you might have to. You might have to wait. Yeah, Michi comes with a dog too. With the, <laughs> it's just tight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to run back tight. through some Flatbush. Yeah, that's cool. I'm hoping they open up a pre-order again, so it's not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I get the. So I get all three. 
I could just buy the other two and wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shouts out. That's probably a childhood dream. You know, you can you can accomplish. That's tight. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like we got uh, Detroit remastered coming to streaming services. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Detroit was not already on streaming. I could have swore it was. I don't know. Um. So I guess Detroit Two was the album, and the Detroit mixtape I guess is the one that's not there. Yeah. That's cool though. What's on this mixtape? I like. I'm a big fan of. Um, I don't know. Mixtapes being on streaming services because. Me too. I like when that started happening a lot. And I understand there's no proper way to give mixtapes, like, the credit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Especially if, like, you know, they just kind of jack somebody's beats or if there's samples that haven't been cleared. or I get that, I guess. Like, I could, yeah, def- yeah, I yeah. could definitely see why a Kanye mixtape from early on wouldn't be on streaming services. Like, how are you going to credit that? And all those samples? Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just don't see it. You know, I remember this album now because this is the one where they have different stories that people tell when they were in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is a great mixtape. Yep. That's tight. Yeah, I'll, I'll like to listen to that again. So that's cool. That's coming to streaming services. I'd like to di- dive back into that. It sucks to like mm-hmm. have to listen to. I mean, I like Dat Piff, but like yeah. I've always been frustrated with how you have to use it. So yeah, you gotta. Yeah, it doesn't fit really like a nice workflow. Yeah, the UI needs some help and UX, I should say. The UI is whatever. But that's cool though. Um, I'm happy yeah. for that. I, I'll be looking out for that one for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, what's next? Kid Cudi. There's like a TikTok thing mm-hmm. going on. I guess people are saying. Um, I don't know. I don't. I'm not on TikTok, but and I don't use it. But uh, cut. There's something with. It's like a. They're turning it into like a, a meme almost day and night. And it's okay. a real personal song. It's a real like deep song to kind of. Be making jokes of. Uh, I think he felt a way about it. He wasn't like ranting and raving, but he was just like, "Yeah, this is kind of corny." Yeah, but I guess if you think about the TikTok culture, <coughs> the age group on TikTok, and the the sound that uh, comes from day and night, like it's real. Mm-hmm. It kind of it's it sounds pretty poppy and and colorful, even though I know it's not meant to be that way. But yeah, it's it sounds kinda, melancholy to me though too. Um, there's like a melancholy to that song. I mean, I I guess I've seen like sports teams come out to it. Oh, okay. You, you know what I'm saying? Like it has a <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. It has that kind of like ding 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 ding. Like it it sounds real playful, yeah. I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. and so I can see why it would take off on TikTok for sure. Um, but I also understand his sentiment of like, hey, don't play around with this. But yeah. <laughs> It making it into something that's like, and he ain't getting no credit for it. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's probably more frustration than anything. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. So the last thing I heard this week was uh, Tracy Morgan said Ferg was the ODB of ASAP Mob. Hmm. Um, I'd have to run back through. Nah. Okay. At face value, I don't. I don't see that. Yeah, everybody probably don't see that. I don't know. What do yeah. you think? I think yeah. I think there's. I mean, it's it's. I, I'm not mad at it or anything like that. But yeah. I think there's better. I think he's more like the Raekwon, to me. Okay. I see. I can see that. Yeah, because. I don't get what he's trying to say from that either. I, I don't either. But 
it was an interesting comparison. Mm. I don't know if there's another ODB. I don't know if there was or ever will be. No, I mean the closest thing you can get is like uh like maybe Danny Brown or somebody. That okay, yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know. Just kind of wild more. like mm-hmm. out there like mm-hmm. yeah. I don't I look at Ferg as real smooth like yeah. cool, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and he's loud and he's you know gets gets bucked but yeah. I don't look at him like just being this, this crazy this crazy persona that ODB was. You yeah, know? I'm gonna go ahead and say that was a bad comparison. <laughs> uh, shouts out to Tracy Morgan. Yeah, shouts out to, to Ferg. <laughs> R.I.P. ODB, mm-hmm. the legend. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. I'm gonna, go Ra- I'm gonna compare him to Raekwon though. Yeah. No, same, same. <laughs> um. So this week is our deep dive topic. We are gonna do a deep dive into uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very, very important album. Yeah, very important album. Also, another album that I got on a little late. Late? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I listened to All it. Right. I listened to it right away. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the when I say got, whenever I say like kind of got on an album, I always mean like where it started to become gotcha. replay yeah, yeah. for me. Like I started After just replaying. It. Yeah. I think a lot mm-hmm. of these albums I'll, I'll listen to right away. Um, okay. But um, I was, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess kind of same way we kind of dove into college dropout, right? Like, mm-hmm. do you remember um, first time you heard Kendrick? First time I heard Kendrick, um, it was probably just some random song, and I, I don't even remember because honestly, I was not a super fan of his until Section Eighty. Mm-hmm. I think the first stuff I heard from him was off of. Um, Overly dedicated or something earlier than that, but okay. It was just like okay, yeah, it's it's cool, right? He it didn't grab and steal my attention the way Section Eighty did. Um, in so, Section Eighty, I was late to, and I got on that, and like it grew on me a lot over time. Yeah, and I think Section Eighties was the first time I heard Kendrick. And the the song on there that really pulled me in completely was um, ADHD, probably. Okay. Um, hmm. What was the first song? I know. I think it was the one with the um, Aaliyah sample. Okay, that's a great song. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was it called? And the Pimp C. Yeah. Uh, mm. I can't remember what it's called, but I know. Blow my high. Smoke eye. Yep. Pull one up. Keep that lean up in my cup. Yeah. Because yeah. I ran through. <laughs> so like my first time hearing Kendrick, I didn't necessarily know what to expect because mm. I didn't hear. You know, it wasn't like something on the radio to sort of set my expectation, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. I just kind of got into it based off of the hype. You know, there's people on Twitter and people on Now Right and places like that talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's how I found uh, Section 80, for sure. Yeah, and so like I ran through it. I didn't really have anything to base it off of, but I, I, kn- I remember it not being like it didn't hit for me right away because, I don't know, 2011, I think I was listening to something else kind of in that in that realm or whatever so okay i think the sound didn't didn't stick right away i did go back to it i remember going back to it but um but i remember blowing my high being the one that stuck out so maybe i was just kind of in an r&b mood at the time <laughs> okay yeah yeah that makes sense yeah and uh i was definitely excited about this but swimming pools was a yeah it was a good song mm-hmm. and that that last verse on swimming pools is I guess the original version, because 
or the one on the al- the album version, the single version's tight, but I think there's a the album version has a different cut, mm-hmm. and it's got an extra verse or something on it. I'd have to listen to it again to remember the differences. Yeah, but the the remix of Swimming Pools, um, not even the remix because that one has Jay Z on it. Is it? Yeah, yeah. No, that's Bitch Don't no, Come My Back remix. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was I was getting into Black Hippie all all the four of them at this point, and mm-hmm. then this was kind of like the culmination um, okay. of that. So listening to you know. Um, Absol mixtapes, listening to Habits and Contradictions and Setbacks by Q and then Section 80 and then listening to J-Rock stuff. Um, I don't remember exactly, but just different mixtapes and songs and stuff like that. So I was really excited about this album. Yeah. Um, and then he had just signed with Dre, you know? Yeah, because this came out on Aftermath Interscope. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um. So it, I knew it was... I was looking forward to it. And I, I didn't know what it would actually be. But I knew I was looking forward to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember being... I remember the anticipation for it. Um, and like I said, I remember it coming out. And I remember Twitter sort of um, blowing up, right? Just because of um, the stories, the album structure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know. It was a really... This is a really solid album. It was one... It's one of the few that... Um, I can put on and just play. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like yeah. when I I think about like, you're just trying to get some work done or something, it's one of those albums I can just kind of put on and play. Um, I don't have to get up and kind of skip a song. It's just annoying or something. Yeah. You know what's funny about this is I don't listen to this album nearly as much hmm. anymore. I love it. It's, it's one of my favorites, but I, I just I have a hard I don't want to say a hard time listening to it it just doesn't come up for me I just sound like ooh I want to hear Good Kid Mad City I don't okay. ever I don't ever really feel that way yeah I have to play it um, six years you know eight years later whatever nine years later yeah see I have to play it every so often yeah like, it's one of those where I just gotta like I need to throw this on it's 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 definitely like a go to just yeah. list this easy listen I feel that way about Section 80 I feel that way to Pimp a Butterfly okay about to Pimp a Butterfly okay but this song, this album, does not come back for me as often, hmm. and and I don't, I really don't know why. All right, I, I can't, I can't explain it at all. Yeah, because um, it was super important to me. I loved it. I felt all of it, you know. So, um, you know what I think it is for me, because like this kind of goes into our next part, um, mm-hmm. the album, like the structure of the album, right? Yeah. yeah. So because it's one long story. It's a beautiful story. <laughs> um, it's one long story that yeah. you know you can you can visualize it. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, it's got it's got really careful um, like song placement. I, I'm always big on like song placement. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I yeah. hate I hate when there's a song that's sort of mellow, and then it jarringly goes into something that's <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so upbeat, and the the BPMs just change drastically. I think it depends how they do it. It yeah. depends on how they I do it, you. and yeah. it doesn't. It, it happens on this album. Sort of, but mm-hmm. I guess my, my point is, is like when it happens on this album, it's sort of like um, like a sequence into the more, yeah. right? You think it's yeah. stuff like yeah. backseat freestyle or whatever. Coming there might off be of, an interlude. There might be a little right. skit. There might be something. Because it's yeah. coming off of like, bitch, don't kill my vibe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then you hop into backseat freestyle, which is a little bit more upbeat or whatever. Yeah. But it has like, the, it has like an in-between something that um, makes the transition a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, the structure on this album is really great. Even the bonus tracks, I think they're structured really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, did Dre executive produce this? Do you know who did? Yeah, I, b- I believe so. I think okay. it was Dre and uh, Top Dog. Okay. I believe so. Uh, but there's a bunch of bonus tracks, looks like, on different versions. The one I heard was initially, cause I bought a CD, <laughs> was um, Deluxe Edition bonus tracks. So it has The Recipe, Black Boy Fly, and Now or Never. And those those are clearly bonus tracks. They sound like bonus tracks. Yeah, yeah. They didn't necessarily have like an instant placement. Yeah, and a place on the on the album. But um, the the twelve that are actually the main track list are really well structured, really well pulled together. Mm-hmm. Um, short album in again. Sequ- in sequence to your point, yeah. Mid short, I guess. Yeah, I mean, in the the. The skits and things here they don't they don't really detract or take away it's not like oh, i gotta hear this and this this skit again mm-hmm. the only part i think um i do skip past is i'm dying of thirst okay because i like sing about me i don't hate dying i'm dying of thirst it just takes a long time to get into it and i'll and i'll skip past that part okay and, and get to real when I'm when I'm impatient, when I'm feeling impatient, <laughs> and so I guess this on that point of structure, like I'm just reading from Wikipedia, it says mm-hmm. the album chronicles Lamar's experience in his native Compton and its harsh realities. Um, the songs address issues such as economic disenfranchisement, retributive gang violence, and downtrodden women, while analyzing their residual residual effects on individuals and families. Mm-hmm. And it kind of talks about how he introduces. Um, various characters and like the different conflicts or whatever yeah um i just thought it was interesting i mean i think it's like it's one of those things too where you sort of um i feel like a lot of people can identify with it Mm -hmm. like you're not specifically like for me personally it's like yeah you grew up in an area where you didn't necessarily participate in the shenanigans Mm -hmm. but you definitely had some homies who Right, you had some friends, you had some homies, you had some buddies, whatever, that participated in some shenanigans. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and those tried... friends and homies were trying to keep you out of the shenanigans. Yeah, it's my story. Yeah, right. Like, like, and no, you were no, like, no, you, either yeah. you were hard headed and tried to participate, or mm-hmm. you, you know, you just like, look, I'm not about to do this. I'm just trying to hang out with y'all. Like I'm just trying to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the whole story that it kind of goes through that. I just think that he was and he was like that kid. I think in his, it seems like he was like yeah. that kid in his crew, right? Like that's where I took it. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like this is definitely like a not a straightforward biography, but exactly. And that's what I love about it, honestly, too, is that it's there's enough there to know the story, mm-hmm. but we don't have specifics, and, and it proves that you don't need the specifics to feel something with it and have that impact and have that resonate and really relatable and move you you know mm-hmm. um without knowing all the specifics and because it, it's not it's not the actual true story of all the things that happened he turned it into a day and brought a bunch of little things into it right okay um but it hits like a movie a short film by kendrick lamar mm-hmm. <laughs> uh it hits like uh you know a novel at the same time right yeah you can and it hits like a fire album. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I like that he used his actual parents. Yeah, me in too. those voice messages. 
Yeah. Those voice messages. Shouts out to the Duckworths. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about some damn dominoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Man. That was yeah. a good. Um, yeah, I like that he did that. I like that he, he uses his real parents. Like, that, I guess even without knowing that fact, you know what I mean? Like, it just felt like uh, it felt it was a really authentic feeling album. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what remember, um, I remember reading that Mad uh, like Good Kid Mad City had like you know Angry Adolescence that's what the AA meant it was a bunch of things yeah yeah um, like Angry Adolescence and then I also read that Made Me an like, Angel on Angel Dust yeah Angel on Angel Dust um, interesting I don't know I don't know what the I f- can't remember all the different things for it but there was a bunch yeah yeah that I meant uh, remember Shine was hating on this um, No I don't What was it, What was that <laughs> Shine was I don't know He just said it was something, I don't know He said it was trash or something Sure I'm a, I remember the games Like you can't come to LA no more <laughs> He said it to Shine Yeah Oh that's yeah. fair That's fair, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know But I saw That's, that's an odd thing for him to come out And just hate on You know Yeah I saw Backseat Freestyle was originally produced for Sierra. Oh, right. That's nuts. I don't know if I can hear that. I had no idea about that, yeah. Um, so what's your, what's your speaking of Back, Backstreet Freestyle, what's your favorite song so here? My favorite song um, from Good Kid, Mad C. Um, I remember early on it was Poetic Justice. Okay. But I think the one that I always, always go back to is um good city okay yeah i always good, go back to good city i think that was good wait good kid or mad city good kid sorry what i said good city <laughs> mass hallucination baby yeah that's the one with pharrell yeah. okay pharrell yeah yeah Ill education baby that's probably my um yeah that's easily my favorite one on the album okay yeah i'm gonna go with money trees man money trees, <laughs> ratchet rock <laughs> Gang signs out the window, you bitch. <laughs> Hoping all of them offend you. Hoping bitch. all of them offend you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they they both came at that so hard, man. I can't. Yeah. I can't even. Yeah. That's that's definitely my. That was easily my favorite song here. Mm. Those are some um, good tracks. Um, yeah. I love. I mean, backstreet backseat freestyle. Backseat freestyle is good. <laughs> back, back street, black street, <laughs> the uh, back street, back no seat. diggity. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, see the little Dre, uh, Dre connection there, black street, back seat freestyle. Ah, cool. see no. <laughs> okay. Ooh, Hit Boy did back seat freestyle. That's what's up. Oh, really? That's yeah, cool. um, bitch, don't kill my vibe. Always stood out to me, also. Poetic Justice is nice. I like Good Kid a lot, too, mm-hmm. in Mad City, also. But swimming pools got me to to really get excited for this album. I think the album completely delivers. There's a just blaze beat on here. Never matter. There's just blaze beat. But money trees is probably my standout. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think what else. Um. What was the lead single off of this album? Do you remember? Apparently, I want to say it was. Uh, I feel like it was the Blood. recipe was the first one. But so that's I, the. Um, I thought it was poetic justice. So it was the recipe. Then it was swimming pools. Okay. And then it was backstreet backseat. Fr- <laughs> uh-huh. 
Backseat Freestyle and then Poetic Justice and then Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe in the remix. Got it. Okay. I didn't care for the remix too much. I think it came um, way too late. Yeah, so I did listen to the remix a whole lot because um, when this album, like or a little after the album came out, um, my wife and I had went to San Diego mm. um, and the remix was just playing over and over and over on the radio um, with Jay-Z. It was just okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was everywhere. It was everywhere. It was over yeah. and over. So I ended up just listening to it like a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any favorite uh, skits or? Uh, definitely his parents, right? Yeah, his Talking parents are dominoes. Yeah, about damn dominoes. I want your body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh shit. I liked. I don't know if I have like favorite favorite bars on here, but um, the art of peer pressure, um, like his his rhyme structure in there, was really great yeah. to me. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I that, like I like I like that story a lot. I like that story a lot. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's really talking about that, right? Like just you know. Um, I think they were getting ready to do like a a B and E or something. Mm-hmm. Something yep. like that, right? Um, yeah. He even talks about like nine to five. I know it's vacant or something. Maybe that was another song. Yeah. But anyways, um, <laughs> nine to five. I know it's vacant. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of yeah, yeah. that was backseat freestyle, right? So even that that bar right there from nine to five. No, that was, was that was a mo- that was money trees. Money trees. Okay, yeah. so it comes after that, but it's basically yeah, it yeah. buds up against it, like kind of. It's part it. of the story. Right, yeah, it's yeah, part yeah. of the story. That's that was my point. It um, there I think there's a couple more of those moments where like a lyric or a theme from a song kind of filters into the next song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was really nice how you did that. It's super, super um, clever and not very common, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a lot of rap albums. Even the, the most conceptual rap albums drop, drop the concept of parts, you know? Yeah, yeah. But he had a way of making all of this fit together, even when it was kind of going, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Waving, weaving with mm. it, within and out of the story. Mm-hmm. It all still felt really cohesive. I think the, the the verses that stand out to me is probably that last verse on swimming pools. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, J Rock's verse on money trees. They're both of their verses on money trees. You know who else but, uh, kind of snapped? Uh, MC8. Oh, yeah. Yeah, MC8's verse on Mad City was. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that one was really good. <laughs> yeah. I love that shit too. Mm-hmm. Um All I all I all I all I all I have in life is my new appetite for failure. And I got hunger pain that girl one same time. Do that sound familiar? If you do then you're like me. Make an excuse that your relief is in the bottom. In a bottle <laughs> of a bottle. <laughs> yeah, 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 he killed that verse. <laughs> yeah. Um I guess but on that on that note of like features I can't say I was um, surprised, surprised by, by the MC8 feature, but I was definitely like the I don't know the execution of that one definitely caught me off guard. Like he he I didn't I I guess I don't know I don't mean to say like MC8 can't rhyme because we all know MC8 can rhyme, but mm-hmm. he smoked that feature to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like one of my favorites. I think I was surprised by how hard J Rock came. Not because I didn't know he could do that, but this was like to me the beginning of J Rock coming in and really killing a lot of features. Mm-hmm. Um, 
was come his his verse on money trees led to him just wherever he was shoved he would just body that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so that sure. one surprised me in that way. Um, the cool thing about but the MC8 feature is that I think a lot of the um, Top Dog albums, if you look closely, usually they have somebody um, like a classic sort of West Coast MC on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Schoolboy Q's got got a couple of those too, and then. Uh, I mean, some some of them are obvious, right? Like Kendrick having Snoop on, yeah, the Pimp Butterfly. Schoolboy Dre's wrote that a... that that front of that cover too. Oh yeah, yeah, the the font, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then he 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 has corrupt on the. Oh, that's that's cute. It has corrupt on the album too. Yeah, so they're pulling in people that that you know don't always get their dues which i appreciate yeah at least not not like they should yeah i think that's good um mca corrupt e40 um who did you um who did you put on to kendrick did you put anybody on to kendrick like after this came out probably my brother that might have been it yeah yeah because i don't think he was really listening to rap like that at the time Mm -hmm. He's ten years younger than me, so you got to keep that in mind too. Um, But I think, I mean, everybody from TDE is his favorites. Like he loves all of them, you know. Okay. This is this is his his crew. If he can join him, he would. (laughs) (laughs) Like this is his shit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I think it started with this album because I put him onto this one. Okay. He loves this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had a couple of homies too that I that I put on. Mm -hmm. It was like, hey, you gotta check out this Kendrick. That's probably um, the main one. Because I think you and I were both, at this point, when it came out, we were both, like, looking for it. Yeah. You said you weren't really checking for it as much, but Mm-mm. but I, I think you knew it was coming. I, I, didn't, was... I, didn't, I didn't tell you, like, hey, just about to drop you and listen yeah. to it. You know? No, I listened to it. When it came out, I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I, meet, I hopped, like, to something else and then came back to this a little bit more in okay. depth afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that's probably... What makes you think... You know, how, how do you think this the, the placement of this album, like as far as the culture goes? You know, real quick. Oh, I remember going back and forth with the dude that I used to work with, because he's a big Drake fan. Okay. <laughs> and we were, and I tried to, I tried to put him onto this, and he's like, "Oh, it's cool, yeah, but but we messing with that Drake though." I think uh, what came out, what did Drake drop in 2012? Wasn't it? It wasn't. <laughs> wasn't his date? No, his debut was like 2009. Yeah, uh, yeah. Drake and Take Care. Yep, just take care. I take guess. Take care. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, November 11, 2000, November 15, 2011, is when Drake had dropped. He was about to drop. Nothing was the same. So we were hearing singles for Nothing Was the Same. Okay. I believe. Yeah. Start yeah. from the bottom. Came out shortly after this. Maybe five months later. Okay. Yeah. So, I was trying to put dude on to uh, Kendrick, and he was like, "Man, I can't stop listening to Drake." All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, sorry. That was that was the other point I wanted. No, to I got you. That's <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just saying, like, you know, why do you think this album was um, like kind of important to hip hop culture? I think there's a couple things about it. Um, it's funny because I think people people count the West Coast out a lot, and like uh, Game said, you know, LA ain't been nowhere. You know, we didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a weird it's a weird uh thing that hip-hop does like oh la is not really doing anything right now mm-hmm. it kind of ebbs and flows you know 
or the west coast isn't doing nothing right now it kind of ebbs and flows but that's that's not really true but this definitely ushered in a new era of west coast music mm-hmm. yeah um that was rooted in everything that came before it right um the draco sign goes a long way obviously but pulling in mc8 you know uh making an album that sounds so compton (laughs) yeah we all know about compton right it just it sounds like compton yeah and um and this one definitely is a compton album right because to pimp a butterfly is more of the world traveled album but um but it still sounds so relatable to even if you're not from Compton, which mm-hmm. is the beauty of it. But I think I think this is part of what makes it so important is it's uh it's ushered in a new era of West Coast music. But it's also um you know, he's lyrically going gunning for the top spot, right? Mm-hmm. I think when it's all said and done, where's Kendrick gonna land in top lyricists of all time? It, it, he's making a claim, you know. Mm-hmm. He's still making he's still going at that. So I think that this is important for that reason too because it pushed him as a commercially viable artist. It really stretched his conceptual chops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of reinvented what West Coast music would sound like after it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's still, he's still trying to carve out his place yeah. in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, and that's what it was for me was the kind of the concept you know i can't say concept albums were dying but um you know yeah. just 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 a, a an artist like him um you know the structure and the concept of the album like mm-hmm. kind of brought in not a not like a new twist to it but just like a new perfection to it um mm-hmm. yeah so that's, that's kind of what it was for me um i think that with him and and yg's uh my crazy life came out two years later okay but this is really an end of 2012 album and yg came out beginning of 2014 yeah so there's some overlap there but i really do think that those two things really like defined helped define at at, especially at that big level what what west coast rap was sounding like and it's not just kendrick either because when kendrick comes tde comes yeah when schoolboy q comes tde comes so um and so you know how does this album kind of stand with you like why is it important to you like where's it falling in your your realm of things and um you know what kind of gives it that importance for you i mean like you said before there's a lot of nostalgia with it for me because um it i'm not from southern california it's totally different in northern california i yeah. won't say totally it's, it's different enough right yeah <laughs> uh but there is that level of I'm not the gangster one, you know, I'm not getting into that much trouble. I'm doing something, but I'm not crazy, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that that's the story that he was telling is that I, I'm in this world and my friends are doing this and that and, and there's a relationship there and there's a, there's a camaraderie there, despite the fact that I'm not involved in the same stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes that stuff does have an impact on me and it makes it really tough, Right. So I felt that 100%, you know, and that's from being in Northern California and being in South Texas. I felt that you yep. know, I always have friends that were like, I have friends that would tell me, you know, when something was about to happen, like, you know, you should go home, you know, mm-hmm. like get out of here. Cause I was always a, the quote unquote smart kid or the one, the one that got good grades or whatever. Yeah. At least sometimes. 
and they don't want me in no trouble, you know. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty close to what it is for me too, right? Like mm-hmm. I didn't obviously, I, like I said, I caught on to this album later, yeah. and then I didn't even like kind of start to relate to the story until even after yeah. that, after after quite a few plays. Yeah. So you know, Good Kid, Mad City is pretty important to me for that reason. It's like I started to relate to it. I got parts of it. Um, yeah. I could relate to that version of Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. kind of what he was in that story and yeah, yeah. what he was as an artist at the time. So yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like um, you know, it's it's like the environment that you're in. You know, it's there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. And again, where I grew up is not Compton by any means or any stretch of imagination. Definitely not that violent, but not not that um, wild. Mm-hmm. But not always the best place you know and and there's um yeah that stuff never gonna that stuff's always gonna be in me you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like i've seen some shit man <laughs> some wild, and, and been through some things that you know that's never gonna leave me you know and it, and it shapes who i am and and how do you how do you like honor the people that that aren't here that aren't with you that aren't you know, yeah. we all grow up, right? Yeah. I'm not a millionaire. I can't, you know, mm-hmm. give my friends jobs. <laughs> but even still, like, what could what could you do? And so there's there's that to it. There's that aspect to it too, right? Yeah. There's this there's a sadness that you know there's only so much you can do for everybody, right? And some people you can help, and and some people maybe not, or some people got lost before you even got there. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, cool, man. Um, good album breakdown. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's only right that we give flowers this episode to K Dot Kendrick K-Dot. Lamar. Kendrick yeah. Ladot. <laughs> <laughs> That's his French name. Nah. Kendrick <laughs> <laughs> Uh Let's pick a song and an album. What song and what album are you going with? Uh, I think we're just, I'm just gonna stick with this one. I'll I'll pull something from the Pippa Butterfly later. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stick with uh, this album. Okay. This I'm album. I'm gonna go with uh, Swimming Pools. That last verse, especially. All right. Yeah. That's okay. tough because money. There's so many good songs on this one. I got it. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with Damn. And I'm gonna go with feel for the song. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that one a lot. That's a good song. That's a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, cool, man. Um, definitely giving flowers to Kendrick Lamar. Uh, we appreciate the music. Looking forward to what's next. Definitely. It sounds like something's about to man. happen. It's like it's like past due. We need it. Yeah, need yeah, that. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Um. Well, uh, like I said, good conversation. Had a good, had a bunch sure. of good news this week. Um, good album breakdown. Good kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. Um, yeah, that, like I said, flowers, Kendrick Lamar. We appreciate the music, and um, as usual, blessings man, and Godspeed. And as usual, man, um, it's been real. Appreciate tagging with you. Sure. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I'm Hollis. Please, please.
record on repeat Took a sip, then another sip Then somebody said to me Nigga, why you babysitting? Only two or three shots I'ma show you how to turn it up a notch First you get a swimming pool full of liquor Then you dive in it Pool full of liquor, then you dive in it I wave a few bottles, then I watch them all fly All the girls wanna play, they watch I got a swimming pool full of liquor And they dive in it Pool full of liquor, I'ma dive in it Headshot, sit down, stand up, pass out, wake up, fade it, fade it. Okay, now open your mind up and listen to me, Kendrick. I'm your consciousness, you do not hear me, then you will be considered The views expressed in this podcast are solely based on the individuals expressing them and not any other organization or person.